Folks, I want to welcome you all to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're broadcasting from the top of the Habern Building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is WFMP-LP Louisville, and that's 106.5 FM on your radio dial. You can find out a little bit more about our station if you go to forwardradio.org. Go to that uh, website, and uh, we're live streaming now, so if you click on a button, you can listen to us from anywhere in the state anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. So again, folks, this is On the Edge with K.A. Owens, and I'm K.A. Owens, and we're going to start off our show today by uh, reading something that I presented at an event on Sunday, November the 14th, 2021. This was an event to recognize uh, the legendary Maddie Jones, uh, still living Maddie Jones, uh, very uh, well-known activist and here in Louisville, Kentucky, and across the country as well. So uh, for, this was uh, an event at First Congregational Methodist Church on Sunday, November the 14th, to recognize Maddie Jones. That was the purpose of the event. My remarks. Some of you may know that at one time, Maddie Jones was executive director of the Kentucky Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression and was involved with the National Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression founded all those years ago by the people who organized to get Angela Davis out of jail. Maddie Jones worked very closely with the late Ann Braden of the Kentucky Alliance on many issues important to the people of the community. Now everybody, or at least everybody I know, has a Maddie Jones story, or several Maddie Jones stories. I will tell one, or maybe two. I knew of Maddie Jones before I became an activist. I went to Highland, and there was some kind of racial incident at the school, and Maddie Jones came to the school and essentially took it over by herself. She held a meeting in the cafeteria with all the black students. We discussed the issues and came to a resolution. She did all of this without an entourage. I'm not sure I would be able to do that today, not by myself. You know, Maddie, Shelby Lanier told me to always take somebody with me. So it's years later, and I am somewhat grown, and I am doing activism and community organizing. So we are doing a sit-in at City Hall around the issue that never goes away, the police situation. We want a few words with the mayor. At that time, that uh, was Dave Armstrong. Uh, so the door opens, and they say a few people can go in and talk with the mayor. Maddie although a senior leader chooses not to go in. She says, I've been going to those meetings for years. She stays outside with the majority of the people and leads us in story and song. I'll never forget it. That was one of the most beautiful non-meetings I've ever been to. When I started doing activism and community organizing, it meant a lot to me to be able to engage in grown folks' conversation with Maddie Jones, the late Ann Braden, the late Susie Post, the late 
Shelby Lanier, the late Lyman Johnson, the late Dr. Joe McMillan, the late Senator Georgia Davis Powers, the still living John Johnson, uh, still living uh, Ralph Cunningham, and of course, the late Reverend Lewis Coleman Jr., former pastor of First Congregational Methodist Church. Maddie and Reverend Coleman were partners in activism toward the last years of his life. Maddie and Reverend Coleman will always be linked. To recognize Maddie Jones' 85th birthday in 2018, two blocks of River Park Drive were named Maddie Jones Way. Maddie Jones Way connects with Lewis Coleman Jr. Drive. Maddie Jones has referred to herself as just another soldier in the Army for Peace, Justice, and Equality. Maddie the Soldier crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge on Bloody Sunday in Selma, Alabama. Maddie the Soldier had nine children and raised 120 foster children with her husband, the late Turner Harris Jones. When Maddie was given the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Award from the city of Louisville in 2020, she said, as a Memphis native, receiving the award was especially significant for her as she was in Memphis preparing for a demonstration on April 4, 1968, when Dr. King was assassinated. People still call Maddie Jones today for help. If you call her, she will pick up the phone and do what she can to make the situation better. But here is what needs to happen. We all need to be Maddie Jones. We all need to be Maddie Jones. We are Maddie Jones. We are Maddie Jones. We are Maddie Jones. So folks, I'm recording this on Wednesday, uh, November 24th. And this is uh, the day that the uh, verdict uh, in Brunswick, Georgia, uh, was just uh, released. And uh, of course, uh, Greg McMichael's son, uh, Travis McMichael and neighbor William Roddy Bryan were convicted in the Ahmad Aubrey case in Brunswick, Georgia. And so I'm thinking back from that to the Derek Chauvin trial in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it just strikes me, uh, a book I read at the uh, Shawnee uh, Public Library many years ago. It was a nonfiction work uh, by Romaine Gary. Uh, and so I just looked it up uh, today. Remain Gary, uh, born 1914, died uh, 1980. French novelist, diplomat, film director, and World War II aviator. He is the only author to have won the Prix Goncourt under two names. He is considered a major writer of French literature of the second half of the 20th century. He was married to the American actress Jean Seberg, was born in 1938 and 1979. And just as a note, uh, Jean Seberg uh, was uh, persecuted by uh, uh, the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover for her 
uh, work uh, supporting uh, civil rights for African Americans and American Indians, as a matter of fact. Uh, and so Hoover's FBI did everything they could do to humiliate her, uh, disgrace her, start rumors about her. She was one of the most famous victims of the COINTELPRO program. So I was thinking of Romaine Gary and Gene Seberg because uh, Romaine Gary wrote a book called She in Blank or White Dog uh, in 1970. And White Dog was about a, a beautiful uh, white German shepherd that was trained to attack black people. Uh, a vicious killing dog. And so, uh, you know, uh, I read this book when I was a kid, and so I just thought of it today when I think about uh, uh, Greg McMichael, Travis McMichael, and William Roddy Bryan, and Derek Chauvin. Um, it was an interesting book, uh, you know, can the dog be uh, untrained or retrained? Uh, and that was kind of what the book was about. Uh, and uh, I also think of, uh, you know, so-called black conservatives like, uh, you know, the late Walter Williams, uh, Thomas Sowell, Shelby Steele, Clarence Thomas, uh Candace Owens, I think of uh, them as well. Uh, when you talk about the hatred directed at uh, black people, not only from some whites, but from um, blacks who... Uh, seem to believe that the the problems or the ills of black folk in America are the result of, uh, well, black folk in America. I mean, the black conservatives uh, simply feel that, uh, you know, black folk are the cause of their own problems, right? And white folks had nothing to do with it. So uh, I think about that. Uh, the book White Dog came out in 1970. It was filmed as a movie uh 1982, uh, directed by Sam Fuller, had a tough time getting released here in the States because a lot of the civil rights groups, uh, uh, they were trying to negotiate with Hollywood with various things, and they sort of, you know, singled out the movie as something to protest about. So, uh, but uh, you can find it now, uh, the book and the movie. Again, the book came out in... Uh, 1970, and the uh, uh, movie came out in uh, uh, 1982. When Gene Seberg's father heard about what the FBI was doing to his daughter, he is alleged to have said, uh, why don't they just kill her? Because they made her, I mean quote-unquote, uh, because the suffering they put this white woman through simply because she was standing up for for black folk. I mean, to pick an actress 
uh, a supporter of civil rights and to try to crucify her that way and just shows you just how twisted J. Edgar Hoover was and just how twisted uh, the FBI was uh, to be willing to engage in the, the type of activity that went on, not only against Gene Seberg during the COINTELPRO era, uh, but many, many others uh, planning false rumors, uh, uh, you know, putting infiltrators in uh, organizations here in the states to cause division. Uh, just amazing uh, activity uh, directed by the FBI against American citizens who had a different view of how things ought to be run than the government that was in place. So uh, it's amazing. Uh, so I I have no criticisms about, uh, you know, white allies when you look at what uh, the FBI put uh, Gene Seberg through. Amazing. Uh, fascinating. Tragic. Sad. So uh, here we are. Uh, as far as the Aubrey case... Uh, uh, I, I'm, you know, I think like all good Americans, I think we're we're happy that uh, justice, because we don't know what the sentence is going to be, uh, that it, but that there was a conviction, particularly in the state of Georgia, which really doesn't have a great reputation historically, uh, as far as the criminal justice system and ap application to black folks. So it's just amazing that. Uh, you can get a conviction. But I wonder sometimes, uh, uh, you know, as uh, blacks, people of color, indigenous people, I suppose we're supposed to celebrate when we get a rare victory from the American legal system. But what can you say about a system that takes a group of people and treats them bad not only 99.9% of the time, but, I mean, uh, if you do the historical math on, you know, the criminal justice system uh, in regards to black folk, uh, uh, as far as positive results, it's in the zero point, uh, uh, you know, point zero uh you know historically and so uh i i suppose one tends wants uh, tends to want to celebrate uh you know but want to be happy for uh the family of ahmaud aubrey mother and father still living uh and hope that the Derek chauvin case and the Aubrey case uh, uh, portend some sort of future where, uh, you know, black and brown people don't have to lose nine, you know, 9.9% .9, uh, of the time uh, and, and feel good at, at the rare victory uh, 
I'm, I just don't know what this means for um, uh, black folk. Uh, so uh, time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it would be great if there would be some kind of sea change in the American legal community, not only toward uh, African Americans and uh, uh, the criminal courts, but the civil courts as well. And also some of the great issues, uh, voting rights. Uh, I mean, if we get a victory on the Ahmaud Aubrey case and then uh, the Supreme Court says it's okay to suppress the votes of uh, black and brown people all across the country. Uh, I'm not sure uh, that's where victory lies. I'm not sure people are going to be satisfied. Uh, what are we going to do? It would be great if uh, President Joe Biden would say, hey, uh, one, we're going to suspend the filibuster to get voting rights, uh, the big voting rights bills passed. I mean, that would uh, probably stave off uh, <laughs> a lot of unrest in this country and might keep a democracy as we know it alive, uh, imperfect as it is. Now, it would be better if... Uh, uh, Joe Biden would uh, get, uh, would encourage uh, the Senate to get rid of the filibuster entirely and pass all the legislation that's really needed to to uh, 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 at, at least alleviate some of the economic inequality that's uh, that exists in this country because, I'm telling you that uh, it is white people who are recognizing the economic inequality, and they are uh, uh, upset and restive. Uh, I'm not sure that people are looking at the numbers uh, uh, printed in uh, the newspapers and saying, oh, things are getting better because this number. I'm not sure of that. I'm not sure of that. Uh, so it's it's difficult to to take the take the temperature of a big country like America. I mean, you're talking about 300 million people. Uh, the news reports are only taking a uh, we hope a kind of a representative sample, uh, but they get it wrong. Uh, I. I you know, if you look back on the Gene Seberg case, there were American journalists who actually apologized after the fact for printing the government line on Gene Seberg. They've, you know, they're American journalists to, who apologize for not, you know, double checking the facts or doing on doing the research to make sure that what uh, the government. Um, was uh, releasing uh, on Gene Seberg uh, was accurate or could even possibly be true. I mean, uh, in the, the American media have got some of the big stories of the, uh, you know, the 21st century wrong. Uh, 
including the uh, you know invasion of Iraq, for instance, uh, got that one wrong. That that's a big one. Uh, and there are other big stories that uh, the American media just missed the boat on. Uh, even the the, the economic crisis of 08, 09, you know, uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, liberals, uh, you know, forcing uh, people who didn't deserve loans uh, uh, to get loans. That, that wasn't it. Uh, no, it was the big banks uh, figuring out ways to, you know, uh, make packages of, of uh, mortgages and uh, buy and sell them on the stock market. Uh, that's what caused the economic crisis, uh, uh, the financialization of, uh, uh, you know, huge numbers of uh, uh, mortgage loans. Uh, that's what caused it. Uh, no, it's not, you know, people who weren't, you know, qualified to get loans, uh, getting loans through, you know, uh, liberal goodness. So, uh, big stories uh, that the media missed. So, uh, I mean, there is a need for us to figure out ways to uh, survive uh, and stay in our right minds. Uh, under all this economic stress and uh, lack of defined benefit pensions and people worrying about being able to take care of themselves and their aging parents and put their kids through college. Uh, people worried about these things and uh, uh, elites who don't have to worry just not being concerned because it's not something they have to deal with. Uh, uh, you know, the price of gas goes up uh, doesn't necessarily stop an elite uh, from getting SUVs. Uh, uh, you know, uh, SUVs and trucks are seem to be the most popular cars in America for whatever reason. Uh, sedans not as possible, not as uh, popular. So, uh, 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 so, but yes, it's, it's coming toward the holidays. Uh, Thanksgiving is, uh, uh, I'm recording this show on a Wednesday and Thanksgiving, uh, is of course tomorrow and it's beginning of the holiday season. So, uh, you want to be positive. And, uh, so perhaps, uh, this Ahmad Aubrey case and the conviction, but of course, the conviction doesn't give Ahmad his life back. I mean, people who should have had better sense, uh, uh, people who that we wish had more of a sense of humanity, um, people that we wish uh, weren't trained from birth to hate, uh, are going to see at least some jail time. Uh, so... Uh, so is that the good news that we have to take it to the holiday season? Uh, uh, we need more. We need more. Uh, 
But uh, I guess we all have to have hope. I mean, uh, I still believe that, uh, I really believe that the great majority of the people in the country uh, uh, want better than what we have. Uh, and they're actually being held back by the political system and the gerrymandering and uh, the big business buying off the politicians. So the people are actually being held back by the system. Uh, the people of America are actually more progressive than uh, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi put together. Uh, that's the reality of it. But uh, uh, Nancy and Joe are product of an old, archaic, sort of constipated system. Good people they are. Um, uh, but products of a rickety system. And uh, and they both honor and cherish the traditions of a very uh, rickety, hidebound, constipated system. And because of that, sometimes, well, a lot of the times, we just can't get uh, what we want uh uh, when we want it, and it's uh, the system itself is slowing us down, as it was designed to do. Uh, I mean, it was designed from the beginning to uh, benefit elites and to sort of slow down progress from uh, people at at the bottom demand, demanding uh, uh, changes that benefit the majority of the people, while at the same time freezing in place benefits for elites. And uh, making it making it easier for uh, elites to uh, uh, send more benefits their way, and uh, act as if they don't understand uh, why people are upset. So, you know, we're coming into the holiday season. Uh, uh, it starts uh, Thanksgiving Day and goes to New Year's. So. Be safe out there. Uh, there's got to be a way to uh, safely associate with people. I mean, once upon a time, there was just a series of parties that people would go to. I mean, there would be one, there would be fall banquets. Uh, no matter whether you were conservative, liberal, whatever, whatever group you were in, there would be banquets, uh, spring, summer, and fall. You would go to those. You would meet people. You would laugh, uh, dance. Then, of course, in the Christmas season, this is before the pandemic, uh, there was a whole, whole series of parties. Uh, groups would have parties, individuals would have parties, uh, and it, they would have traditions. And then, of course, the pandemic shut a lot of that down. So we need to get what we can uh, back as far as uh, celebrating our holiday traditions, uh, whether it's only by Zoom. Uh, but if there's a way where we can uh, come together safely and, and laugh and uh, dance, we most certainly need to do it. I mean, we need to laugh as hard as we can and sing as loud as we can. And uh, 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 of course, they say that when you sing, you, you spread germs. So that's why they shut a lot of the choirs down. But, of course, a lot of the choirs are back. The orchestras are back. Uh, I mean, if you get your shots, uh, 
I've had both shots uh, and the booster. Thank you. Uh, I've had my flu shot, too. Thank you. Uh, shingles, uh, that's a two-stage. I've had, had my first one. So uh, I'm doing all I can do to be safe and and keep myself alive and be safe for other people. So, and that's all I can encourage other people to do. So, uh, hey, good news is where you find it. Uh, you know, watch the holiday specials on TV. I do. Uh, you know, that's uh, so how I keep up with who's doing what. So, uh, if there's a party you can go to, be, go to it. Laugh, dance, sing. Uh, and uh, folks, uh, you've been listening to uh, On the Edge with K.A. Owens. And uh, this is our, uh, I suppose, our Thanksgiving weekend show. So enjoy your friends and be safe out there and enjoy.